Thank you, worship team, for a beautiful song and all the effort you've made to make this time special. Uh, once again, thank you, uh, team. Today I'm going to be talking about Thomas. Now, Thomas is a disciple of Jesus, and he's very well known as the Doubting Thomas. Well, today I'd like to talk a little bit about Thomas from a different perspective. The first thing we know about Thomas is that he was called Didymus. Now, Didymus is the Hebrew word for twin, also known as Thomas the twin. Now, that means that he has either a brother or a sister, but we never hear anything about him in the scripture. We don't know anything about uh, Thomas' sibling, uh, but we do know that he was a twin. There are a few passages that tell us a little bit about Thomas. The first passage is out of John chapter 11, and verse 16 tells us a story of a reaction that Thomas had. To give a little bit of perspective, Jesus was um, having his life in, in jeopardy while in Jerusalem. So he left and he went to the desert. His ministry became quite effective. He was able to minister to a lot of people. But what happened was he received news that his very close friends uh, sent word that their brother, Lazarus, was very ill. Jesus receives that word and his concern and he decides to stay there a couple more days. Now, Jesus knew what was about to happen, but the disciples were very concerned about going back to Lazarus and to Lazarus' families because they lived in Bethany. Now, Bethany was a little bit closer to Jerusalem than they were comfortable to be. The disciples were a little bit concerned and said, Jesus, we should not go back to Jerusalem. Jesus, we, we should be careful. But Thomas had a different approach. Thomas said, well, let us go back to Jerusalem. And if we die, we die with him. Now, this is a statement of courage. It is a little bit pessimistic that we're going to Jerusalem to die, but it's a statement of courage, of saying that we will go. And if we die, we are dying with him. We, were, we are dying with our boots on. We are dying in honor. Let's not worry about what may or may not happen. We are with him. What else do we need? This makes a statement about Thomas' personality, about his character, that he was a man of courage and of great faith. Another episode that we read in the scriptures is when Jesus is sitting with his disciples and he's telling them about how he has to go and but where he is going they cannot go with him but he is preparing a place for them to this thomas asked him tell us lord where are you going and how can we get there because we do not know now this statement by thomas tell us that he is concerned about Jesus going, but he wants to know more. He wants to be sure. He wants to have that certainty that where Jesus is going, he too can go. So it is not an, a matter of doubt. It's not a matter of not knowing who Jesus is, but is wanting to know more about what Jesus is talking about. Thomas was one of those disciples that was passionate about Jesus and loved him dearly. 
So today we're going to look into a passage that happened about a week after the resurrection. So today is a week after we celebrated Easter. So this passage comes in place uh, in a very opportune way. And today I'm going to read out of the book of John, chapter 20. I'm going to read verses 19 all the way to 31. And uh, we will conclude chapter 20 of the book of John. So let us read the word of the Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put, put it on my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are these who have not seen and yet have believed. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that you'd speak to us. And may we have a faith. And even in the midst of our doubts, may we still pursue you. Father, we pray that you would speak to our hearts and our souls as we hear your word and as we look into what you have in store for us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The disciples saw Jesus. They believed. And this passage tells us that we have to recognize God in our lives. Now, for many, it's easy to just believe. But for Thomas, he wanted more to just to hear someone else saying that he was alive. He wanted to see with his own eyes. The women recognized him at a tomb. The disciples recognized him in that room. But Thomas wasn't there. He probably heard several accounts of the disciples and probably heard on the streets that Jesus was alive, but he had not seen him yet. So now that the disciples are telling him, Thomas, we saw him. He said, I, I, I need more. I want to see him. I want to see his hands. I want to see his side. I want to hear his voice. I want more than just hearing you telling me. It's not that he doubted that Jesus was alive. It's not that he doubted that Jesus came out from, from, from the dead, from the tomb. It's that he doubted all the stories that he was hearing because, well, truthfully, they were unbelievable. 
he had to see with his own eyes. He was experiencing hurt. He was experiencing pain. And he knew that that source of pain was to see Jesus' hands being nailed on that cross. When we hurt, the same thing happens to us. We want to believe. We want to know that He is there, but sometimes through our tears, sometimes through our pain, we doubt. We doubt because the hurt is so strong that we need to see God in a very clear and powerful way. And this is exactly what Thomas went through. He wanted to believe, but until he saw Jesus, it was very difficult for him to be able to see in his own heart that Jesus was alive. But when Jesus enters that room, when he tells them, peace be with you, his presence is sufficient. God's presence is sufficient in our life. When Jesus said, Thomas, just by hearing his name, he knew that Jesus was alive. But Jesus went ahead and showed him his hands. He went ahead and showed him how his body was scarred, that his suffering was real. So Thomas responded with a very powerful statement. When he saw Jesus, when he heard his voice, when he was able to see his hands pierced, the scars that he had on his body, he made a statement. He said to Jesus himself, You are my Lord and my God. And that is a statement that takes very little doubt. It's his own. And Jesus was his own God now. He wasn't just the man that he spent the three years with. It's much more than that. The doubt that Thomas had took him to a belief that was unshakable. His own Lord and his own God. Love, the love of Jesus conquered all his fears. His devotion grew. His faith was strengthened all because he wanted more. He wanted to perceive Jesus in a personal and powerful way. And so he did. But when he did, he said, My Lord and my God. He was personal to him. So what are we to do with this passage? How can this passage speak to us? Well, like Thomas, we have to let our doubt be the starting point. Not letting our doubt dictate our faith. Not letting our doubt dictate our beliefs. But let our doubt be the starting point. When we have a doubt, let that be the beginning of our, of our pursuit of Jesus. The beginning of our pursuit of truth. Some people are blessed because they believe by hearing that Jesus is the Son of God. 
And Jesus confirmed that because he told Thomas in Scripture, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. But some have doubts. That doesn't make them into lesser Christians or inferior Christians. But their doubt can help them, guide them into the presence of Jesus. It can guide them into an understanding of who Jesus is. Some have doubts. So having doubt is not a bad thing sometimes. It can be very healthy. It's okay for us to ask questions. Jesus did not chastise Thomas because he had doubts. But he came in love and said, Thomas, I know you had doubts. Look at my hands. Hear my voice. Know that I am God. We also see in this passage that God will reveal his presence. See, Jesus entered the room and the first words that he says is, peace be with you. Now, in our doubt, God will speak. We just have to listen. And when God spoke in that room, the words he used was, peace be with you. He knew the amount of fear they had. The fact that the doors were locked and he was inside of their room would create some fear. But he said, do not be afraid by just stating, peace be with you. Now, when we hear these words and we have doubt, Peace brings an assurance of God's presence. And He will reveal that presence in our lives. We just have to listen. We just have to look for Him. A story is told about an artist who was commissioned a painting by a wealthy patron. And the wealthy man said, I would like for you to paint me a picture of peace. Well, the artist went back to his studio and got a beautiful canvas and started painting a beautiful, gorgeous country scenery that looked very peaceful. He took it to the patron and he looked at the picture and said, ah, this is not what I'm looking for. I want you to go back and, and find an image of peace that by the moment I look, I know it is peace. So he went back to his studio and decided to draw a picture of a woman holding a sleeping baby. Nothing is more peaceful than a sleeping baby. And the wealthy patron looked at that picture and in a few moments said, that is beautiful, but that's not what I'm looking for. I want something that I can look at and know peace. He went back to the studio not sure on what, what to paint. He spent some time thinking and praying and reading the Word until he painted this painting. He took it to his wealthy patron, this time with a smile knowing that he knew that this was an image of peace. The wealthy patron looked, saw that beautiful sight, and said, this is it paid him, and the artist went back home. So it was on that painting. The artist painted a raving storm, hitting a cliff 
with the waves strong and high and the wind howling. But on a cliff, on a tree branch, there was a nest with a mother bird and some chicks. And the mother was protecting those birds. And there was the image of peace. That in the middle of the storm, there was peace. And this is exactly what Jesus is telling us today. That we may be going through a storm in our lives, but peace doesn't come from the storm. It comes from the fact that Jesus is present with us. That He is with us as He was with His disciples. And in the middle of the storms, we have to recognize that no matter what may go outside, He is with us. His presence is ever sufficient for us. So I want to conclude with a challenge for you this week. I want you to ask yourself, who do you say that Jesus is? Who do you say that He is to you? Is He the Son of God? He is your God and your Lord. Who is Jesus to you? Find in your life, in your soul, who He is to you. If there's doubt there, use those to answer the questions that you may have. But don't let the doubt drive you away from Jesus. But bring Him close to Him. If you don't know Him, if Jesus is someone that you have heard about but you want to know more about, I want to challenge you to contact us. You can use the social media that you're using right now to connect with us. I personally will call you and we can pray. We can talk about how we can have a relationship, a deep relationship, a meaningful relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't go today without knowing that Jesus is your Lord and your God. Let me pray with you. Our Father in heaven, we, we thank you. We thank you that you have assured us of your presence. And that even though many times we may have doubt, many times we may be hurt, we pray that you'd speak to us today that you would guide us, that you would direct us, and that in all things, you would be our God and our Lord. Be with us today, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, worship team, for that beautiful music. I would like to conclude with a benediction. May God the Father, who created each and every single one of you, his Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins. And may the Holy Spirit be with you, not only now, but until He comes. Go in peace as you serve God and love one another. Amen.